Hi. Hey, it's the best. Literally like four seconds, we're all watching the intro, and I said, who's running the show? <laughs> and Ryan gave the great answer. Everybody's running the it's, show. It's a communal no thing. Idea. It's so communism. This it's, is a whole new thing. That's right. It's uh, Ashley, Bernie, Ryan, and the spirit of Gus. Yes, the spe- Gus is nearby as always. He's hovering right ab- Well, Gus is with us always, really. I... Because Gus is not on, I, I asked. I say, Gus, I, yeah, thanks. I'd love a water. And then he actually went to get me water, and he's placed it just out of <laughs> like, where I can see it. Where it can taunt you. Thank you, Gus. <laughs> or mysterious brown hand. Whoever so he's no longer be. just the spirit. Yeah, he's here in presence. So, hey, it's uh, Christmas Day. Happy it's vacation, everybody. Happy vacation. Hey, everybody got, I'm sure, lots of video games for Christmas. Possibly oh. new consoles. Maybe. Possibly a new if you can find box one. via the beta program. Or, uh, for or, the lucky at the very, or at the very least, you got like Christmas money that you can spend there on all the video games. So, hey. That's always the best Everyone way to wins. do it. You don't have to pretend that you're really excited about that game. Like, oh, look, it's the Mario from 10 years ago. While, in, while in your head, you're like <laughs> oh, wow, calculating how much you can get for it and what you can spend that on. GameStop will give me 25 cents for this. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> You know what's weird is that we're here we are at the holiday season, and I think we should point out we are pre-recording this. We're not actually uh, recording this on Christmas fourth Day. Fourth wall, suck it. Well, we always like to tell people that because if something comes up that okay. we don't know about, then we're screwed. I forgot. Oh. And so we're going to go a little extra long today. But I can't help but wonder, <laughs> I, I thought an item that might pick up because of price point uh-huh. and the demographic of it, I thought the 2DS would be a bigger deal at Christmas, and I still haven't seen a 2DS even in stores. Really? Have you seen one yet? Mm-mm. Well, have maybe, you seen one in the wild? Maybe, maybe that's the point. Maybe they are a big deal for Christmas, and that's why you're not seeing them in stores. Also a good Just point. Just thought. That's... But also the kind of stores that we typically go to, like where where a parent would normally go to just shop for their kid. They're going, I don't really know a lot about this stuff, but I don't know a thing. They're going to be at the Targets and the Walmarts, and we don't we don't typically go to to those. Like if we're going to go for games, we're going to go, and we're going to go to GameStop, and we're going to be like, no, of course you don't have it. Never mind. We're going to go back online and get it. Well, good thing you didn't go to Target, because otherwise someone would have all of your credit card information. I think my number one browsing store, though, is Best Buy. Like, yep. just the, the go in and just be happy to wander around store <laughs> is, is Best Buy for me. And I think I would see a 2DS in there. Right, Although I'm, I do, I get to admit, I do stay away from the N- Nintendo aisle and the Nintendo display just because why I is feel that? like... Because I like the Wii U, but up until, like, just recently, there has been no releases for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. They just they they just recently put out a new game, but well, the Mario that, World. I mean, Wednesday there was a huge drop of of incoming stuff for the uh, the Wii U and other Nintendo products. One thing to worry or to uh, be aware of, though, there's a Doctor Luigi title coming out. Don't Google image Google search Doctor Luigi. There's Ooh, apparently uh, a Doctor Luigi who does things. The corrective surgery on lady parts. Reconfigurations? Really? Yeah, no, not reconfigurations. He just, you know, lifts and tightens. Ah. So there's a few pictures of that. He said don't do it and then putting it up on the screen. (laughs) Our preview screen. What's wrong with you? Okay, that's on the preview screen. All right, yeah. That's not going out over the air. Good. So uh, so please don't do do as we're saying, not as we're clearly doing right now. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, When I searched for it early, page one of the image search, there was uh, some lady parts. Oh, okay. So if you want to be kid-friendly, don't search for Dr. Luigi. So now we all know that Ryan has safe search off. (laughs) I do, yeah. I also would like, since we're talking about Nintendo, I want to thank Nintendo personally for not putting out a new Street Pass puzzle for the new (laughs) Zelda game, the new Link game. Nope, I'm upset about that. You wanted one? I do. Look, you get to the end and you go, you've you've gathered 900 puzzle pieces, you're really proud, you're finally, like, then it's it's all done, and then 
And then just sort of like, it's like you've lost purpose. What do you do? <laughs> you know, why, why even start Street Pass anymore? Oh my God, we're such, that's it's, a it's good really, question. It's really why sad. even start? you got to kill these things before just, they start. But you add a new one. I mean, look, Legend of Zelda, that's a big franchise. That's an yeah. important one to add a new puzzle for. But why they just put one out for Pokemon, so... Yeah, but that was that was in September. This is November. Come on, we've had time. To, we only had to get forty puzzle pieces to complete that one. <laughs> you know, Ashley's actually real. responsible for infecting Rooster Teeth. Is with, she patient zero? Yeah, she is because she was street passing. I was with her at Yellow. Pax East. She was working for IGN and she was doing street passing. And I'm like, "What are you doing?" And she explained it to me. I go. That doesn't make any sense. Explain it again. It made less sense the second time she explained it. But then within like two months, I was street passing. Then Gus, the moment I started, mm-hmm. went out and bought a 3DS because he didn't want me to get ahead of him on something. <laughs> and then it just like spread from there. Now we have in the studio, we have a Nintendo 3DS daycare center yeah. where everyone puts their 3DSs so that they can all street pass with each other all day. Ray will come do a lap around the back of the office and come back and just, you know, Wave his little 3DS over everybody's station and hope he picks up somebody. Well, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look for a 2DS. I'm gonna see if I, I can find one. And it's like because I've heard well, that everyone. It was kind of like the iPad when it first came out or was announced. Everyone made fun of it, but then when they got their hands on it, they're like, "That's yeah, actually pretty cool." <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm looking this up. Um, I'm just trying to find sales numbers specifically for the 2DS online. And um, what this is saying that the 2DS accounts for 30 percent of the 3DS's total sales, and that so it's going to be. 30% of 2.1 million. 30% and that's in France. 2.1 million, so it's about 600,000 units. That's, that's alone. just in France. I think that's in France alone. Are the French particularly inclined to flat 3DSs? I... 2DSs. 3D. 2D. It's actually the yeah. Nintendo 2DS. <laughs> that's how you would say that in French. I'll see if I can find any NPD numbers because I trust those more. DS. Yeah, well, the, the, I mean, the, the handhelds for Nintendo are huge. And it seems like that would just be an enormous... Gift item, like you're faced mm-hmm. with someone to give a gift, you're probably not going to invest in an Xbox One or a PS4 for the price point. If you could find one, uh, yeah. Oh, are they are they hard to find? Uh, I think they're still pretty scarce. Okay, they were after all. Well, the Xbox was the fastest moving console, as we said last week. Okay, that was said, but then wasn't <laughs> didn't the NPD numbers come out for the end of the month? And it seemed like the the Xbox wasn't keeping up with the PS4. Well, there's um, so there's it's all about spin, it's, right? Yeah. It's all about spin. So the the they were saying that the PS4 um, was the best selling for the month, top and selling, top selling. Yeah, I'm sorry. And then uh, Xbox One was the fastest selling. Now the reason they say fastest selling is because they didn't sell as many units, but they had one less week to do it. Sure, that makes sense. So it's all about it's all about spin. This like is how PR guys have a job, really. Exactly. <laughs> like when you hear something is the number one comedy in America, that's because there's some other movie that is actually number one, but this is the number one funny movie. It's the one that uh, released today. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be very specific. It's I the number on one uh, movie that came out on a Wednesday that features this cast. Mm-hmm. No other funnier movie with that cast exists. Exactly. So, hey, so what are you hoping for for Christmas? Uh, happy Children. Yeah, it's always, always a good goal. But you personally, are you like... We're actually, uh, my uh, family's going to be in town, and we're going to be building a wall in my house. You're building a wall. An internal wall? wall? An internal wall. So this is what you do for fun? Mm, fun, no. But uh, it, we want an office space, and so we're going to construct a wall. So including I'm, a door? Including a French door. Get out of here. Look at yeah. you. Did you come up from a family of carpenters? Uh, I do not. But uh, however, my stepfather and my uncle are both 
well accomplished at building walls. So, well, I, I, I'm getting kind of like anxiety even you talking about it because there's a couple <laughs> of things that have been ongoing in my life for a long period of time, and one of them is planning the new facility that Rooster Teeth is going to move into, and I'm just ready for that to be. <laughs> so, like, even hearing about a wall being constructed somewhere in the world, I'm like, good luck with that. You know, you got severe construction anxieties. Yeah, it's just you know, you get to a point where like long projects become really long and it's just like let's just finish this wrap this bad boy up but, but how many bike racks do we have to install in the new facility uh, that's what i want to know ryan is making a reference to when we bought <laughs> this building we we actually bought the building that is in now and the sale of the building was delayed a week because there was no bike rack in front oh wait i'm sorry is that is that like a is that a law or is that a guideline apparently it's a city of austin thing where it's like we had to have a bike rack and you, it, nobody's you ever biked to work. You guys are not in biking distance from anywhere. Well, until everybody moved in across the street. Yeah, but, but even that's, that's not biking distance. That's, that's walking true. distance. That's strolling distance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, at least they probably were proven out right on the number of bathrooms we thought we should have. Or, yeah. yeah that, okay, well, <laughs> Wait, how many bathrooms were there to begin with? They wanted us to have, I think, eight bathrooms. <laughs> what, seriously? And we said, two's fine. Yeah, so <laughs> it's eight toilets, and we we got away with what if you just Three. put four per bathroom? There you go. <laughs> urinals. Facing each other. That's what urinals are good for. That'd have, be great. Have a, have a circle. All right, look at this. Gus, look, Gus isn't here. We got derailed completely. We're not even talking about video <laughs> games anymore. So you don't want anything for Christmas that's video game related? Uh, I mean, right now, I've, I've pretty much played through all the new stuff that's come out. Uh, so, so even time to play a game, you wouldn't be able to pick something? I, not at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm currently perusing all the Steam sales, because that's the beautiful oh thing about God. this time of year is Steam, Xbox, I'm... Well, it's sure, a little there's probably a PS4 sale going on too. Look, it's a little bit Store there. Th- yeah, there is a PSN sale going on, but it's a little bit much. We we just finished all of the Thanksgiving sales. Yep. yep. We just finished all of them. I mean, the steam the the autumn steam sale wrapped up this month. It wrapped up on the third. Yeah. You know. Pretty soon it'll just be constant. Like it'll be the Wednesday sale of this week. I saw on the list we just put on the screen is the game that I'm hoping to play. Uh, this break, which is the Stanley Parable. I haven't played it yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I've had it. It's one of those games I got, and it's in my library, mm-hmm. and it's like, I have to play this game. Kerbal was that it's, forever for me. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, so I never played Stanley Parable, the, this new standalone version. I only ever played it um, as the, the Half-Life mod. Mm-hmm. And it was, at, like, I don't know how it's changed. I know that at the time it was basically a short thesis on game design, mm-hmm. you know, and, and narrative and driving the user in the direction you want them to go versus allowing them the freedom to go in the opposite direction and so on. And I loved it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Is Have you played? I haven't played it yet either, so I'm, I'm not sure. That's what I've heard by the description is that it is still kind of continues in that vein. But I don't know how much it's changed since the original. Well, another big title like that is the, and I'm sure, did you guys talk about last week, the DayZ standalone coming yep. out? Yeah. It's, uh, well, Alpha. Alpha. The Alpha. Yeah. They, they released the numbers on that, and they were saying it's 172,000 in the first 24 hours. People who bought it, but the um, the creator guy at Dean Hall, mm-hmm. he was actually saying, "Look, if you don't want to, you know, actively contribute to the development, please don't. We yeah. we, we really don't recommend you get <laughs> don't it. Don't play it. It's not great yet. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an alpha. It's I mean, people complain about betas all the time. Imagine an alpha. Yeah, from what I've seen of it, it definitely de- deserves that nomaker. It is not quite ready for mainstream. Okay, but, so- but it, what about beta then? Uh, well, you know I mean. Usually, when you get to a beta, a beta, when you get to a beta point, you at least have uh, a lot of the core functionality put together. And that's just not in here yet. Uh, it's there, uh, yeah, but it's still pretty rough. Alpha I mean, just seems like no guarantees mode. Pretty much, it's like no refinement has been done whatsoever. Yeah, like it may look 
you may be able to run around, but there's still silly things like if you're holding your flashlight and you hit the wrong button, it points at the floor. It's just call it what it is. It's like the bitchless mode. Yeah. Don't, don't bitch. <laughs> then we get to beta. That's mid-level bitching. And yeah. then release is like, <laughs> pull out all the stops. <laughs> bitch away. Alpha's like, don't even bother giving us feedback. <laughs> like, really, you know what you're getting. Submit your bug report and move on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it does seem to be like the story of uh, the like the last part of this year is everything's kind of shifting to uh, a weird thing where like un- – Incomplete games are being released. I mean, even like um, on a negative level, like the SEC just went after EA executives oh, yeah. for selling their shares before Battlefield 4 came out. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're being sued over this. Yeah. yeah, there's a class action Big, against them. That's, there, well, that's bad, dude. Potentially two. So there was one, um, and they weren't saying we're suing it. They were saying we're investigating because we think mm-hmm. there's some shady you know, stuff going on. And then this other one yesterday was them saying we're full on suing. We found out five of the senior executives offloaded you know, 150, 160,000 shares, you know, between July and August, like after the stock was really high when people were excited. And then it just starts dropping. So like th- what they're indicating is that they knew. Is this like a new thing now where we need to go check the stock market every time a game comes out to see if we should buy it? It's not a bad idea. <laughs> really, it's not a bad idea. Like if a major developer or publisher, uh-huh. if it's like all of a sudden the stock drops right before the game comes out. <laughs> or if executives sell. I mean, it's, it's a reportable action. It's public companies. So yeah. All that's reportable. But – um, I saw a stat right before the – at least before the winter sales started up was that on Steam, the top five games were all early release, early access early games. Access. Yeah. I think that's really interesting, but it's it could it could indicate a worrying trend. I mean it's very much like um, when pre-ordering has you know become a much, mm-hmm. much more important thing over the years. Like you didn't use to pre-order. It would come out. You would buy the thing. You would take it home. You would play it. There was – you know, and then they started doing this pre-order, and now pre-order – the pre-order numbers are how retailers decide even how many they're going to buy right. and how many are even going to be available. And now um, this seems like sort of Steam's version, although they don't run into the same sort of, I guess, having to, like, order physical units. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, we've, yeah, it's, we've, oh, sorry, go ahead. it's weird, just like the idea yeah. of, like, of buying the game beforehand. But in this case, you can play it. It's yeah. just, not, just not guaranteed to be good. Well, we've, we've actually talked about this several weeks now. And, yeah, it, it's, it's an odd development now that – uh, you can pre-buy into a game, and uh, what seems like the problem is you run out of interest in it before it becomes a retail product. That but you've already it. got they've already got your money, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, but, uh, but you know, for a lot of games, especially the kind that, that thrive with the the idea of an online mm-hmm. world where everyone is playing together, you don't want them to run out of interest beforehand. Yes, yep. you have their money, but you might not get their future money. Well, I mean, it's everybody saw what Minecraft did. I think is really where this whole thing may have started, and yeah, then I. Tried well, to emulate I would that. guarantee that's probably where that comes from. Is that Minecraft released as an alpha, and mm-hmm. people slowly got onto it. But that just but built didn't it momentum. also re- it was free as an alpha, right? And then people could buy the full version, something like that. Uh, I'm not sure. No? I, I always remember paying for mine. I got in pretty early. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First, I don't know. I don't know why. My, I've you know come to even the knowledge of Minecraft pretty late. Uh-huh. Um, and it always, I for some reason thought that it was a free, like very very early on. And then they got to a point and said, "All right, well, we'll start." No, the early stuff was even before one. What am I saying? It was like really, really pre like, release, the point really, really, like really, like, really early. And the thing you got to say about Minecraft, though, is unlike several of these other ones, they continued in every you know do releases and add features. Even to this day, they're still adding features to keep people coming back, including big mechanics and you know everything from more items to just. New biomes, new worlds, horses. Yeah. Crazy how things have changed. It's like it, exactly what you're saying. It's like you used to buy a game and come out. Then the next stage was DLC 
first there was expansion packs, but then DLC came along, and people raised the red flag of, oh, well, now we're getting a game where they're planning to add to it, and people were upset about that. Now it's like there's a front part of that stage where it's like you join up to a game, it changes and is in development, and then finally has, okay, now I guess this is release at this point, yep. although nothing really changes, um, you know, just the status of the icon, and then they go on and have that DLC. Now we have DLC. DLC. It's just great. It's, like it's like a spectrum and you just jump on wherever you want, <laughs> like a train coming by, and you try to grab on at some point. They're really, you know, latched onto the fact that gamers will apparently want to jump that ship, though. They don't yeah. want to be patient and wait for the full release. They want to get it early and enjoy it before it's necessarily finished. Or at least enjoy bitching about it. Yeah, well, betas have always existed. They just were limited release products, yeah. and they were always free. They were never paid betas. You know maybe, what? A maybe great Ultima Online was a paid beta. You know what a great example I think of that recently has been one a company that not company but some people that actually did it really right was the uh, Just Cause Two multiplayer guys because mm-hmm. they would do a weekend of beta mm-hmm. where you could get in and they could test their stuff. I mean that was what it was about. It wasn't a beta just to get it out there. Of course they're not selling their product, but that kept people really interested in it because you come back, you play it for that weekend, then you couldn't get it again. Like it was gone. The scarcity was created the interest. Uh, and now we've gotten rid of the scarcity in a lot of these indie games. I thought it was weird when betas came to consoles. I remember the Halo 3 multiplayer beta. Uh-huh. And there were shirts for that, that you could buy a shirt saying you were in the Halo 3 multiplayer beta. And then it ran and it, it turned off. And that was, I think, in May. And the game came out <laughs> later in the fall. The craziest thing about that, which I will never understand as long as I live, um, was remember you had to have Crackdown Disc to play yep. the Halo 3 multiplayer beta? That. Microsoft put that out because Halo is obviously a Microsoft game. They put that thing out the same exact week that Microsoft also released Shadowrun, (laughs) which was a retail full game multiplayer only game. It's one of the only. It's one of the few multiplayer only console games that there is. Yeah, it even remember had cross platform with PC. Yep. Well, I don't think that ever worked, but well, that was the idea. Well, yeah, was meant to. But yeah, Uh I felt I I felt really bad for Shadowrun. I didn't mind Mm. as a game. It was a little bit stark. You know, it could have used it a bit more maybe work or excitement to it. Uh-huh. But overall, not a bad game. But, yeah, releasing right alongside the Halo multiplayer beta, which was free. Yeah. Oh, when this thing's 60 was, bucks like for a new cursed. one. Uh-huh. Yeah, a new franchise that nobody's really all that familiar with. I mean, people know Shadowrun from the RPG game, um, the pen and paper one. But they have this thing. It's 60 bucks, or this one is free, and everyone is going crazy. I mean, yeah. Halo 3 is coming out. And it was, it was, I remember it was so detrimental to it that when the beta screen, when it was over and you tried to load up the beta, it said, no, the beta's over. Hey, why don't you go play Shadowrun? <laughs> it literally said that. Why don't you go play Shadowrun? But then Fossa went out of business. And uh, a, lot of those guys, a lot of those guys were hired by Bungie. And oh. uh, the spells and the magic that are in Shadowrun, you can see those now ended up in Halo as equipment. Uh, because a lot of that team went to work on Reach, and uh-huh. that's when they introduced all the uh, equipment and loadouts, uh-huh. and then that continued on through Halo 4. That's so really it cool. actually had an impact on the Halo franchise, that whole thing. I, I, you know, FASA is actually one of those companies where I used to be, I used to read the Battletech books and the uh, Shadowrun books when I was younger. Uh, and so I always you know, wanted a game for that, and then it just never – there was an, an NES game – or sorry, an SNES game that was pretty decent, which has now sort of gotten new life in the uh, Steam game. Was that, yeah. was that NES Shadowrun game? Was that a RPG? Yes, oh, it was okay. an RPG. Yeah, yeah. The, the Shadowrun for the Xbox was a, uh, a FPS. Yeah, it was more of an FPS. And, and that was a weird one too. Mm-hmm. Like it was like that. It was a hard uh, sort of concept to like explain to people saying, well, it's like elves and you know, works and all this stuff. But you've got guns. Yeah. yeah. You so, have guns and you can make a tree. 
There was like a tree of that healing tree that you would make. Yeah, that was weird. It was Combat a, gardeners. It was a weird mix. <laughs> it was a weird mix. But then yeah. we got Garden Warfare. Yeah, that's true. Garden Warfare. <laughs> that, have you seen the trailer for that? I have not. We talked about it a little bit last week too. But yeah, it's a really cool looking game. It's uh, very battlefieldy. Never been much of a fan of but plants. Cuter. Plants yeah, versus cuter. zombies. Never been much of a fan of that franchise. I like Angry Birds. Mm-hmm. I love Peggle. You know, those are the those are the casual games that have always grabbed me. I'm terrible at tower defense in general, so I just I, I lose a couple rounds and they go yeah. <laughs> and leave. <laughs> well, this is all FPS, so it's not really any relation to the original Plants vs Zombies games. Aside from just like theme wise, here's yeah. I think we might have something we can show here if we can pull it up. The uh, yeah, this has been a big hit at conventions over the course of the year. It's a really neat title. I'd say the art is kind of similar to maybe Team Fortress. Where it's just like it's a little bit cartoony, little cartoony and exaggerated. Yeah, uh, and it's got the you know, class-based system for both plants and zombies, which are both playable. So two teams, pretty standard kind of shooter game, honestly, just with the plants versus zombies twist. I'm gonna play a sunflower. You yep. should. They're in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it reminds you can me feel of? Pretty and lethal. It's a, it's a deadly combination. Um, it, it reminds me a little bit of. Do you guys remember the uh, free-to-play Battlefield title, uh, Battlefield Heroes? It was very short-lived. Vaguely. It was, I think, you know, sometimes uh, you can evolve with things or, like, something can come out and it's too far ahead of the curve. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, uh, Battlefield made a uh, free-to-play kind of light game, uh, and they were just too far ahead of the free-to-play curve, you know. And it was, uh, I think we have it here to show. Yeah, this is Battlefield Heroes. So oh, you see, like, yeah, yeah, the more kind of uh, cartoony rendition of Battlefield. Yeah, it's like more Team Fortress version of Battlefield. I, I don't think, I mean, this is years and years ago. I that looks for years and years ago. That looks great. Yeah, well, it was, they chose a, they chose a fun like kind of light aesthetic, so it was uh, easy. I guess easier on the uh, uh, specs. Like more computers can run it, which you kind of need for a, a, a free to play game. Yeah, you know, I gotta say that like I know I'll, that I'll a lot of games focus on like this is how realistic everything looks and this is wonderful and that's how they are saying you know this is the best graphics ever. Uh-huh. Dude, cartoony games, cel shaded stuff, yeah. almost like this stuff that's a little bit. Yeah. Lower on the scale, ages so much better. Like, You're right. Like yeah. Wind Waker was just re-released. Yeah, Wind Waker yeah. was just re-released. And what's weird about that is Wind Waker HD looks like how you remember Wind Waker looking. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, you, do, you, yeah. you, you see it and you go, well, it's just like, it looks like Wind Waker. I don't, you know, I mean, it looks fine. It looks like I remember it. But uh, at E3, they were actually showing it uh, alongside, they had a CRT TV next to it, uh-huh. playing the original... They have CRT TV? Just yeah. to, like kick it while it's down, too? They couldn't even feed it into <laughs> it. Um, this is so shitty, we had to get a tube. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, but they had it playing next to it, and uh, like, so you could actually see the difference, and you go, oh. Yeah, here's a side-by-side right here of the original GameCube and then the uh, the Wii U version of it. So pretty. Nintendo stuff really does tend to hold up a lot better, actually, it seems like. Because yeah. they do stick to sort of that style. Uh, yeah. Uh, though actually in the news recently, that's one of the new things that they've dropped. There's a uh, new Nintendo title called Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a working title. I mm-hmm. want, I, I'm very, I'll be very curious to see if it actually comes out under that. Like, I get it. So they go Zelda with the Hyrule and oh. the Dynasty with the Warriors. But I'll be interested to see if that's their final title. It's, it's a, a cool It's a cool idea. Uh-huh. But it, not, you're, you're not on board yet? The only reason I'm not on board yet is I want to see what a full game of that actually means that's like this it looks fun but it almost looks like a tech demo Uh, i was gonna say it looks like every nintendo tech demo i've ever seen Uh uh-huh it's just like a lone hero fighting a big group of things you know and it is it is cool to see link 
just like destroying a ton of stuff all at once uh-huh. and like feeling really powerful as opposed to like you know getting knocked down by essentially a walking plant right um but a full game i don't know How I'll, does it I'll, stitch if they those can battles together which make the game exactly yeah. if they can make that work then i'll be really really excited for it if it's yeah it'd be interesting to see if it turns out to be just a bunch of vignettes of combat or if there's actually story there with it as well i mean i tell you that uh Link Zelda franchise fans are always looking for adult, an adult version, a dark version of that, the, mm-hmm. one of those games, you know, a, a, a dark version of Link. More oh, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to say Dark Link, you know, because that actually <laughs> is a thing. But, like, every time I see it, people always want a grittier version of it. So I think, uh, I think people will embrace it. See, I actually go the other, the opposite direction. I love, you know, this new, like, Link Between Worlds, and it's just kind of cute. It's stylized. I like the Wind Waker Link. I just, I think of it as, like, I mean, obviously I'm, going very much from nostalgia but like it's a very much like revisiting my childhood sort of game for me yeah mm-hmm. like that whole series is just like it's you know it's like for me like watching a disney movie i don't want to watch a gritty disney movie yeah and you know so that for me is i like them being a little bit more fun a little bit more lighthearted. sure you're saving the world but <laughs> you're saving it funly was it majora's mask pretty dark though i didn't play majora's mask okay i think so I- but but i think it might have been a little bit darker all right I mean, it's, it's nostalgia is one of those funny things. It's like, we, I think we've talked about this before where I always try to keep us from making any, like, retro content because retro is so specific to the person. Mm-hmm. Like, your version of retro is not mine, and you guys would hate the games that I – you know, it's, it's so personal. Like, mm-hmm. like, what was the first game you played that got you into gaming? Oh, well, the first game I really remember playing a lot of was uh, – and I remember – I can't remember which came first, but either it was going to be just – Super Mario Brothers, because mm-hmm. that was uh, Nintendo. I think was my first system. Yeah, and everybody hates that one. Yeah, <laughs> such a it's crappy title, right? Yeah, yeah. no, that would, uh, I love that game. And then, uh, then King's Quest was kind of somewhere around that time. Was oh, the first King's PC Quest title. on the PC. Yeah, which I was young enough that most of the quests I wasn't too good at Dude, figuring I, out. But I think it was King's Quest Five, I believe, somewhere in there. They you, made a bunch of those. You and I have uh, you and I have been trying to figure out like you want to play do a game time together, uh-huh. and I just literally just figured out what game you and I should play. Like, this, I, I know exactly what we should do. All right, you may have already played it, and I preface it: we should play the uh, the the, the Homestar Runner guys did a King's Quest parody. Did they? Yeah, they made a full King's Quest parody game. I had no idea. In their style, Gus, what's that thing called? I don't remember. All right, he doesn't, he doesn't remember. remember. It's called I don't remember the game. By Homestar Runner. By Homestar Runner. It's, By called, it's, it's, it's called Google It. Yeah. <laughs> Peasant's Quest. Peasant's, Peasant's Quest. Quest. So, um, Does Trogdor appear? But while, that's important. while we're on the topic of stuff that's in beta and early access, a uh, game that's in beta forever uh, is Firefall. And you guys were just talking before I came on the set about there's some development over at Red 5. Uh, yeah, Gus was telling us that uh, they've just ousted their CEO. Like the board just ousted the CEO, who's also one of the co-founders. Yikes. Um, and, that, and this is following some recent news around the Firefall beta. Yikes, I think, like, sucks. closing down or something like that. I'm going to look that up exactly. But either way, it's not looking rosy. Uh, so really, there's only two paths there, right? You get somebody that will put the game out, or you get somebody that will just melt the thing down. Yeah, or, yeah, do something else with it. Yeah, it, It's interesting. I, it'd be a fun game to play for us to go around and see who can get closest to how long has that game been in beta uh-huh. at this point. Firefall has been around, I feel like, forever. Yeah. And they had a, they've had enormous marketing budget because every time I go to conventions like PAX, they're one of the biggest booths. It's just it's it's just ongoing. Yeah, if they're changing a CEO, if board if the board is changing a CEO. Now the CEO is changing the CEO. If the board changes the CEO, that usually indicates a major change in direction. Like they may be hiring somebody up. It'll depend on the new hire, but you know, 
a lot of times they'll hire a new CEO who's got a very specific mission and is good at a specific thing like selling things off <laughs> or you know closing things up. So it'll be interesting to see what happens after this. I'll just be I'll be interested in seeing who would buy them because they can't even like it's been years and they haven't put a product out yet. You know, I mean that's uh-huh. like that's well, like according that's to the new way of release, they have. Apparently, it was announced at PAX 2010 is when it uh, wow. first came on the scene. Oh, not the not the ousting of the CEO, but the game itself. <laughs> yeah, the game itself. But that um. I mean, like, so that kid, that Skyrim modder who got the job at Bungie. Yeah. So it's about to be four years. He he did that. He did it right. He got an idea, made something, finished something, put something out. Mm-hmm. An entire studio hasn't done that. Yeah. And they're going to try and sell off as like a whole big thing. Well, I mean, so we. And none of the. Suspect. I wouldn't say that any of the technology that they've developed is something that's particularly unique. So yeah, I would imagine it'd be pretty difficult to find somebody interested in it. I mean, maybe maybe they're getting a CEO who will. Put the product out. Maybe, but at this like, point, like actually release it. What, what oh, do you do? Like, what's what if they had a contest to be CEO by having like a big tournament? <laughs> Whoever wins is their new CEO. Hey, there you go. That's uh, your that's bunch, your idea. Do it. A bunch of board people of directors. Would play. I just like to say I'm available for CEO positions if there aren't any available. Um, we were talking about that kid. You bring up that Skyrim mod kid, and you know, we I mean, we've all talked a bunch about like just getting started and working on stuff if you want to do things to get going. The funny thing about that guy who made the Skyrim mod, spent, spent a year making it, is he made it as a job like application or like a, a resume or CV to get a job at Bethesda. So at the end of the day, he spent a year doing something, and he didn't do what he set out to do. No. He dedicated a year of his life doing it. But it's still a tremendous success story because he got a job at Bungie. But it's funny. It just goes to show what we said is that it's not time wasted. He didn't. He failed at what he tried to do, but it still turned out great for the It guy. was still a very marketable thing that he made. Very. I mean, it doesn't matter necessarily if the target company responded to it. The fact that it was there, it was something people could get into and walk around in. Yeah, I mean, that's that's good resume for any job. Yep. So, you guys excited about the Steambox thing at all coming up? Well, I, <laughs> Ryan is a little bit skeptical about the whole thing. I'm a bit, uh, yeah. It what just, for? Well, I just, you know, we'll see how it goes. Like, it's a small form factor PC. But here's the, like, the real trouble. Um, you think it waters down your master race? Of, no. Is, I mean, is, is that, that do we need it? I think the the big, the biggest hurdle that mm-hmm. the Steambox is going to have to overcome is the fact that it's Linux-based. And that mm-hmm. means that in order to get a really solid lineup of games that play natively on it, I mean, Valve is going to have to do a lot of work. They're going to have to do a lot of of and they've started like a, that. Like a big campaign to try to. Yeah. And I know they've started, but like, how many thousand? There's what three thousand plus games on Steam. Ten percent of those run on Linux. So if you don't, if you're not mm-hmm. playing one of those three hundred games, then you all have to have another PC that can run the game and then mm-hmm. stream it to your Steam box, which basically makes it like a you know. Just a pass It's a remote play device. But how, point, especially yeah. the early adopters, when this will be the biggest problem when they're porting games over, how many of the early adopters are going to have already a PC and a Steam box? I would imagine most but, of them. But if you're the kind of of, of really dedicated PC gamer I am. who thinks that... Ladies. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who thinks that... Like, I mean, there's a lot of PC gamers who think that the living room is no place for gaming. Essentially, mm. or that that's like you know casual gaming, or this beneath <laughs> them, or controller you know, gaming. I have to admit, I have to admit that when I figured out, I was really uh, excited or intrigued by the controller, uh-huh. and so I thought, oh well, you know, how can I get my hands on this? Um, like that, uh, I, I I'm, I'm cool with early adopting just about everything. Um, that coin, that programmable credit card, I bought that mm-hmm. like two seconds after I saw the video. I was like, <laughs> I'm getting that. Um, but the controller was intriguing to me, and so I went to go figure out how to get it, and it was. 
you had to first of all bug your friends to sign up. It was like you had to get ten people to sign up, and then one of the steps was you had to qualify for the beta selection. You had to play uh, one game on big picture mode, and I was like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and it's like, and of course, like, if if it, that's a great step because that's what Steambox is supposed to be. Yep. But I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not. Yep. I, I play PC games on my PC, so th- you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. I was a PC snob and was like, I'm not playing on my fucking TV. You know, so the the kind of people that it's that that I feel like the Steam machine is meant for, which is like to get that more casual living room audience. Console converters, basically. Yeah, console converters into PC gaming, mm-hmm. but saying, well, so you're gonna have to get a Steam machine, and then you might have to get another one so you can play the games. Like well, that's, yeah. that's, that's, I mean, that's a that's a really big hurdle. PC Valve people don't mind spending money, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but we're not talking to PC people. That's true. Valve, and Valve has actually, in the background, been pushing Linux for a while now. They're not so much of a fan of the Mac or Windows layouts just because it's so close to them. Uh, so he's been silently pushing the, the Linux platform for a while. But well, you're not, right. Not, it's not so be silently. A while. Not so silently. No, no, it's Isn't, definitely Valve's not part of, like, Linux Foundation, all this sort that's of stuff. That's true. Um, but the and the other thing is the living room audience. You buy a console. Mm-hmm. We bitch about about paying five hundred dollars for a new uh-huh. console. We go, God, God, that's really expensive. You know, one of the Steam machines that they announced, um, well, like sort of pre-announced, I guess, uh-huh. is going to be what, like fifteen hundred? I'm sure, yeah, because they've got them spec all the way up to the Titan series video cards. Yeah, that's the, are... the the one. There was one company that just sort of like sneakily went, oh yeah, we'll be revealing this at CES. But here's the reveal. Yeah. Um, and, and it was saying, like, yeah, and it can support a Titan and all this stuff. And it was, you know, it costs, you know, these are costing three times as much as a console. That's going to be really hard to convince. Well, I mean, I would you know, say normal, that the normal one... normals of. But no. you get early access to games. <laughs> I just want to point that out. The you, one can, thing... you can play them before they're finished, before they're fun. Uh, apparently the, uh, <laughs> before they're fun. Some of the prototypes right play now it would before cost. it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's the same problem why, um, you know, people say, I want to be a games tester. Uh-huh. And you go, no, you don't. No, no you don't. No, 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 you don't. It's really go, not a fun no, place but, to be. But UA I can play the games the before they're out. Fun. And you go, yeah. You play them before they're fun. You know what you also do? You get to play the same specific Level part of the game good Lord. over and over and over again. Uh, being a QA tester, and I've done that before, not as a games tester, but I've been QA for other products. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a list that you go into it with, and it's a bunch of checkboxes, and you say, yes, I did that specific thing, and then, yes, I did a permutation of that, and, yes, I did a permutation of that. Not fun. Not fun. Nope. It's not, not a way you want to experience a game. But it does seem to be... One of the positions that is the entry point into the video game industry. It is, yes. Yeah, like the head of uh, Bungie Studios right now. Now uh, I'm, I'm slipping on his last name, but Harold. He uh, he he started and te- he came out of testing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he started as a tester, but he was lead for the whole testing. That's where mm-hmm. he ended up as the studio head. So um, it's valuable. I mean, people yeah. see it as valuable, and it's like it's almost like the uh, kind of the. The trenches of, of, of video it's game It's the industry. nuts and bolts of working in any kind of video game mm-hmm. engine. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, the Steam Boxes are going to be an interesting thing because I think the the one hook they do have is it's a DIY platform. Like, you can still build your own. This is for bringing more than just your casual uh, console gamers in. One, you can have, you know, various levels of it. So they're going to be, I can guarantee you, there will be consoles, uh, Steam Box consoles that are priced competitively with the other current gen consoles only problem is they've got to work uphill a little bit because they can't subsidize it with game sales good point yeah because they're not tied to those right yeah they're done separately yeah it's interesting too it's like the whole linux thing probably knocks down the cost of it as well uh you don't because you're not having to pay windows, right well, which is ironic because it's gabe newell 
Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't know if you know this or not, but Gabe Newell's history, he actually worked at Microsoft. Really? Yeah, he was a producer on the f- uh, first couple releases of Windows. Wow, and, okay. Uh, yeah, he, he, was, he, he made his mark at Microsoft, and he broke off. About, that's kind of lost the time now. That, uh-huh. Yeah, he was, uh, I, I can assume, worked pretty closely with Bill Gates if he's, you know, working on if the that, first know. releases of Windows. So that's impressive. Nowadays, they're just giving Windows away, though, aren't they? I mean, Windows Eight is going down price a lot. Well, good lord, I just I just had to reformat a system and I was pricing it out, and I was like, nah. It always sucks to have like this one hundred thirty dollars like hickey you have to take every uh-huh. time you're putting a computer together. <laughs> I mean, when you're pricing components, like it's always the last thing I forget when I'm uh-huh. building a PC is like, oh yeah, and then I need an OS for this thing. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a last minute little upcharge well and i know that we were like we were actually looking at potentially upgrading to windows 8.1 not because we want windows 8.1 or any of its features but because the project spark beta is only available yeah. on windows 8.1 right now also like, seeing having seen project spark on a touchscreen, oh man it's really cool. really yeah yeah it's really cool it's really cool i imagine is there going to be some when it comes to the xbox i imagine there'll be some touchscreen interface maybe through glass I'm just speculating. But. No, I don't know, but it's uh, Project Spark's looking pretty cool, man. Really cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What uh, What do you like best about it so far? Well, I mean, it's like this is some of the stuff that I've seen, you know, just from the the public demos that I can remember, like the, the reveal at E3 uh, when they did with the Xbox One. I don't know. It's just like I it's I, I like sandbox stuff, and uh-huh. uh, you know, sometimes with stuff that's sets out to be a sandbox, it's just like you know, it's it it they try to go for unlimited, but it's after a while, it just feels like a bunch of tool sets. I don't get that feeling with this thing. I don't know why. I, I, I'm holding out hope for it. Well, I liked um, a couple of the things they've shown is they, they do these streams on Twitch a lot where they actually show, like, how to make different kinds of games and all this sort of stuff. And uh, one of the things that I've liked is just the sheer variety of mm-hmm. stuff. You know, like, people are making side-scrollers or making, like, little RPGs and little action games. And I like, I like the appearance of it. I like the way it looks. I think that I mean again I really go in for that sort of cartoony stylized uh-huh. thing as opposed to super realistic. Mm-hmm. And like if you can get that and make all kinds of like different types of games like really make them mm-hmm. and make them easy then I think that'll be I mean that's the it, that's the big challenge is actually making it easy. It, it's 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 a big boast though to say that you're going to make one of these everything games. Yeah. You know, and then it's like if that if that experience isn't as high as you want it to be. Like Minecraft never really said that. It was like a survival game, but yeah. then turned into like this unbelievable construction game. Mm-hmm. And it didn't like it I never really heard Microsoft or excuse me, Minecraft pitched as like a sandbox game. When it didn't ever really have a good physics engine built built into it, which seems to be one of those part and parcels for any mm-hmm. kind of real sandbox game. You got to have things that interact with the environment, really. But if you don't deliver on that promise, it's really a letdown. It almost feels like you're on rails and that kind of stuff. Like uh, best examples I can think of that are like Fable Three and Spore, where it's yeah. like, oh, you can do everything as long as you do this, <laughs> then you can do everything. Spore was a bit of a bummer for me. I was looking forward yeah. to that for so long, and then uh, that might have been the most overhyped game. Of I all actually, time. I think I got mm-hmm. it. Um, I got it the day I was heading on a trip to Australia, and I took my laptop with me to the airport. I was sitting there in the lounge, like playing it, and I immediately went, "Huh." Hmm. I also remember, Spore and then being I just didn't play it anymore. Like, I just it was just I was done. I was like, it's actually just four different types of mini games. Pretty much, yeah. That's what it is. And I also remember being Spore being kind of really crippled by very aggressive DRM. Stuff. That was one of the first times DRM was was I can remember the audience was like anti DRM. You know, it sucked. I mean, I bought a copy and had trouble playing it because of the DRM. Yeah. Um, 
Before we uh, move too far away from PC gaming, though, I did want to mention something that's come out recently with Assassin's Creed 4. Tell us about PC, Ryan. Oh, this isn't necessarily... <laughs> well, it is specific to PC, but... Uh, so, recently they got a patch for Assassin's Creed 4 that implemented some physics uh, effects. Physics. Phys- I love it. Physics effects. effects, which uh, changed the smoke from the pistols firing... God damn it, Barb. <laughs> ...into a fluid sim, which... While it is very what? pretty, what? I wait. What? I mean, pretty it, in what way? Yeah, watch it. What, no, what, it, see how it like plays and like moves around and plays around. The problem you mean is, smoke I, itself. you can't see anything when it happens. That's that's terrible. Like they've they've it looks incredible. I like, really understand how it plays over the character and all that stuff. How it interacts yeah. with the environment, but you can't. You got to do use these things with a monochrome of common sense. Like if you can't see what you're doing, is there a slider on that setting? There's a there's a left and right. You know, you can see the. Uh, the before and after. <laughs> what in the world? Like, uh, now I'm the Tasmanian devil. Whenever I fire <laughs> a pistol. No, I, but here's the question. It looks like Prince of Persia on the right. <laughs> if, if the enemies can't see you, maybe, it's like the new form of smoke bomb. Just like fire a gun <laughs> and then like disappear. Unfortunately, I don't think that's the case. Yeah, so this goes back to the old thing, which is like, we want to make games realistic. You actually don't want games to be realistic. Nobody not, wants games to be realistic. Not, real, not right. Not really realistic. Like if you had to stop in Grand Theft Auto and fill up with gas, you know, you wouldn't ever want to do that. You know, it would just, or you got pulled over for not using your turn signal by a cop. It would be a pain in the ass. You don't want certain levels of realism because you, when you fire a gun, yes, you might not be able to see through the smoke for a couple of seconds. But who the hell wants that? Is that, that? true? I, would, I mean, I, I've actually, never actually fired a gun, but I never they, fired can't a possibly, they can't possibly look like that. Oh, no. Well, I mean, honestly, that's probably not too different. I, I really wish I'd thought of that before to get a side-by-side with an actual you know, black powder firing, but then... So what you're you saying is we need to take you out to the range. Yeah, I think, they, I think, I think no, they no, 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 let's not show you. a video. Let's not show a video. Let's Why? go out to a range. Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a new episode of Immersion. We'll, there we go. We'll see how PhysX compares with real X. But uh, smokeless gunpowder was a big development, and that's pre-smokeless gunpowder. So, yeah, you would get a big cloud of smoke every time you fired that gun. It's like, like smoke signal. <laughs> it looks like the newest. It's like they should just like put out a rumor that's like that's the new Assassin's Creed that takes place in Shanghai <laughs> with the air pollution they have there. Have you guys seen photos from that? Yeah. Well, you Horrifying. mean seen just a cloud? Yeah. It's it's Shanghai? <laughs> yeah. No. no. It's, oh my it's god. Horrific. Yeah. There was a guy on Reddit who posted. Here's my here's my mask, uh, my breathing mask, uh, just like a normal like 3M. Does that have mask. a scary face on it? No, he, no. no, it didn't. Well, have scary it did face. after he came back inside. You go see here. So yeah, I think they have a clip here of like the Shanghai skyline. That's not fog. That's just air air pollution. That's a good day too. Yeah, that's like, a, this isn't as bad really? as some of the things I've seen. Wow. There's been days when there's nigh zero visibility, like ten feet in front of you. It's just complete cloud. Okay, yeah. so if they move the next Assassin's Creed to Shanghai, <laughs> but you don't need to disappear. You're already gone. That'd be great. Let's do the physics. I think some of the some of like the sim games have like backed off from that realism. Uh-huh. Where was it? SimCity three thousand, where you had to lay water pipes all over the place, yep. and had to manage that. And I was just like, I just oh, it became a nightmare. <laughs> some level of minutia that takes all the fun out of the game. It does. It does. It's like at some point, video games are escapism, and I don't want to take everything from reality to it. And wow, these guys are Johnny on the spot. I think they have the they have the. Uh, the picture of the guy's mask after one week of breathing in the Shanghai. Ew. Was, yeah, one week, he said. Sorry, in SimCity 2000, not SimCity 2000. Thank you for the correction, fact checker. Thank you, yes, Gus. Is there a SimCity 3000? I don't even know. Eh, I'm sure they made an iteration. It was a weird thing. Remember that period of time when they had all the different Sim games, like Sim Ant and Sim Tower yeah. and Sim Copter? <laughs> you know, and but, most um, of those failed. <laughs> oh, hardcore. <laughs> you know what's really funny, though, is so I was um, – 
I was when I was going through and like writing up the news yesterday, and I was going through the Steam sale. Mm-hmm. And uh, two of the like two of the the big games on sale are, let's see, it's it's sim, it's like Woodcutter Simulator 2013, awesome, and Airport Simulator 2014, and let's not forget Euro Truck Simulator. Exactly, they're just like these these full like you get these really niche simulators that you know I guess they're they're not really a big market in the U.S. What you mean everybody but, doesn't want to live the life of a trucker? Well, the uh, I was watching the so I was watching the trailer for the woodcutter one, and it was going on and on about like how it's got like this realistic economy, and I was like, "You got a woodcutter economy?" <laughs> hey, lumber's a very noble. Industry. <laughs> there you. The prices of pine are really down right now. And what we'll be showing is like trucking and transporting, and then it goes into a thing where you're going across the tree. I just couldn't. You know, maybe is that like an escapism for a certain like? It's like I'm a businessman in real life, but I like to pretend that I'm a woodman. Uh, I'm a lumberjack. I'm gonna put on my plaid shirt. I'm gonna grow a beard, and I'm gonna play woodcutter simulator. Yeah, but the Martinizer would really like that game. That's true. He's got a lumberjack. He's got full lumberjack. You grow a beard, you suddenly start cutting down trees. Uh, Chris Martin. Chris Martin, the Martinizer, is our uh, one of our sales guys here, and. Uh, yeah, he's become full on lumberjack. He's I feel. I feel like the beard. I feel like the beard and the plaid appeared at the same time. Exactly. He went. He went full on. Well, you got to embrace it. I mean, if you go down that road, there's really no coming back. I'm so. just waiting for him to show up at the office with the blue ox. I'm just waiting for his beard to come into the office by itself. It <laughs> 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 left him be- behind. You know, like, no longer be needed. There's a game I, I did, like a game that I always see on Steam sales, and I always think I'm going to buy because I could possibly enjoy it, but I never want to like kind of go down that rabbit hole and get lost, which is the football manager simulations <laughs> where you manage a football team or yeah. a soccer team in the U.S. I I've actually, I mean, those are actually really popular. A lot of people like them much more than FIFA. Well, it's basically... Which, which I, you know, I don't, I, I don't get, I guess. But, you know, this, I play SimCity, so who am I to talk? I guess, it, I mean, it's basically like... Uh, Fantasy football, right? I Only would, with really fantasy. Yeah. Like, no reality at all. Which I would actually prefer. I reject fantasy football because of... The, <laughs> they're showing something ridiculous on screen. Uh, I reject fantasy football because it ruins the real life. The real life component of it throws it off to me. Uh-huh. I'd rather have it be simulated than that. You don't, you don't want to watch a game and think about the players on both teams sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I was just having a conversation with somebody earlier today about how screens are a big part of our lives. The screens are always going. And always on Twitter... When people talk to me about Red versus Blue or I just look up Red versus Blue as a string of characters, you'll get these people who didn't attach it or tag it in any way. But it just said, watching Red versus Blue and folding laundry. It's like this thing that people do, like, oh, I'll throw on a Red versus Blue DVD and fold laundry. And that's – if I could somehow figure out why people fold laundry and watch Red versus Blue, I'd be amazed. But um, I've, I've, so I've, I've totally – I've absolutely watched Red versus Blue while folding laundry. Have you really? I absolutely you have. You have done that? What is that? So uh, Tide, Bounce, uh, any other uh, laundry companies out there, if you would like to spend some marketing dollars, uh, we know who's using your product while they're watching our product. It would be great just to stick a line that's just like, like someone folding laundry right now and freak somebody <laughs> out at some point in the future. But I always I – always, I, I like uh, – of all the sports games, the NCAA football, college football franchise is the only one I ever get. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been times where – they will let you not specify a player for either team, and you can just let the computer run the game. Okay. And I've done that before. Like, if it's June and there's been no college football games for about six months, I'm like, I'm going to watch a fake college football game. <laughs> and I have done that before. Maybe not, like, sat there and just, like, watched it, but, like, put it on. Did you get popcorn, too? Yeah. <laughs> how, how, do you watch, how do you watch football? Did you invite people popcorn? over? What, what yeah. are you eating while watching football? 
And I Sausage? Just, and so every time an NCAA game comes out, I always ask Jeff, because he's the only other guy I know who plays NCAA football, I was like, does this one let you do Sims? And he's like, nope, this one doesn't. It's like one of those features that comes in and out. Uh, I have all some the time. bad news from you. What? Uh, apparently from EA, they're announcing that they will not release a college football game next year. I, you know what? I haven't played in like three years, so okay. I, I get it. Okay, that's fine. Announced Sorry. in September 2013, so, so that's, that's old news. Moment of silence. Actually, I think that could be good for the sport. <laughs> that, was not a very, that was not a very long moment. Nah, <laughs> that's all it really Life warranted. Goes on. <laughs> we, we have to move ahead. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that could be good for sports franchises uh-huh. that they don't put out yearly releases. We don't, we don't need that. It's time for it to well, slow down Well, here's the thing. Is with the, like, with the way DLC works now, why can't it just be DLC? That's a good point. Because it's 60 you know, if you're, I mean, if you're going to – if all you're doing is, like, updating the, the rosters – Well, they always just, make – Next year, DLC tweaks oh. just so they can show off a new tech demo that shows like twelve beads of sweat. Oh, come on, of that's four. ridiculous. Yeah, so they can sell another sixty dollars game every yeah. year. It's like a subscription, right? Yeah. I mean, basically, it used to be you would get it because it was the current rosters, but now with everything being online, that doesn't really matter as much. They can up the, update that even during the season, so the, so that doesn't matter as much. Yeah. But they got people in that ecosystem. Where they were spending sixty bucks a year. I mean, want to just keep that train rolling? I wonder know? if they just have like a, a certain cloud of features, and they just rotate them through. Like next year's release, now you'll have Super Manager mode, and then that's gone from the next release, and then Super Manager mode returns in two thousand twelve or twenty four. Two four K two one. The uh, the the lowest numbers I ever heard though for a video game being sold was that I think it was for the Wii, and I'm totally working from memory here. One version of Madden. I mean, Madden, which is like a pillar of the video game industry, uh, on the Wii, it sold seventy-eight thousand units, and it's just yeah. Well, that was the, that was the Wii U one, right? No, it was Wii. It was back it was from Wii? the Wii yeah. days, yeah. Because they quit after that, didn't they? They, they quit. They said we're not Madden. doing this again. That's Man. not knowing your target demographic on a particular system. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, maybe they didn't get the motion controls right or something like that. But well, yeah. I mean, that's there's not. It doesn't have the graphics of the other consoles. So mm-hmm. I mean, you're already starting with a, a with a handicap, not as pretty version of the game, and then yeah, you're introducing. Maybe motion controls, controls that nobody really wanted. Yeah, or they're throwing their Wii remotes, Wii motes through their TV when <laughs> they do a pass, something like that. I, you know, it's I, I, I have been impressed so far with the Connect. Uh, I have not had a chance to use the PS4 camera. I don't know if you have, but uh, I have yet to still play anything. <laughs> See, no one's going to use it because it's a separate purchase. What's that? It's a separate purchase. No one's going to use it. I mean. Look, I've seen some funny stuff like the, the whatever that mode is where people put themselves on screen and like layer stuff over it. I've seen some some yeah, funny uh, stuff. Yeah, the the playroom stuff. That's yeah. um that actually got banned off of Twitch like almost <laughs> like almost immediately because people were doing like there's some like there, really there shitty like nakedness. pornographic stuff. There was a little bit of nudity. There, there was yeah, some there was special actually, touching. Well, there was also a bit of rapey going on. I mean, Ooh. um a, a dude like his girlfriend or his wife or something fell asleep and yeah, he stripped he her on out. camera and that's like get out of here no I'm mm-hmm. not even joking on what's Twitch. wrong with people I know I mean I strip you but not a camera <laughs> <laughs> camera the uh, um, I signed up for that the, uh, <laughs> the 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 other problem too that uh I, that came up this week which is crazy to me is when you mentioned Twitch it, it triggered it what is Twitch like put a ninety second delay uh, on their sixty second, I think sixty second delay on their uh, on all their video streams. I don't know why though. I I haven't. I've yet to hear why they specifically did that. But yeah, it's, I guess it's it's having a, a really significant impact on uh, user input because you can say, all right, um, I'm streaming this game. Um, let's say I'm doing Mass Effect. Should I make this choice or should I make this choice? I'm going to let you guys decide. And you have to now wait. I'm going to wait for a minute, and then I'm going to get the answer. 
or then I can begin to get the answer. And then we'll have to wait, and then you guys will have to wait more before you even see, like, you know, how it all played out. Like, that's, like, putting that delay on it is a bit tricky. I wonder if there's some kind of background copyright thing that's going on. I mean, there's been this whole blow up with YouTube recently, but uh, I wonder if they have some detection running for, like, copyrighted music or, uh, you know, any live streams are now becoming really dangerous places for that kind of thing. So Yeah, I, you know. But how could they be, mo- I mean, can they monitor that within 60 seconds? I imagine they might be able to. It might not be. A lot of these things are not like a human monitoring. It's an algorithm that runs that identifies yeah, this uh, it's stuff. Like the content ID thing that's come up recently with YouTube for game content, we've been dealing with content ID for years. Yeah. Years we've been dealing with it. Um, um, you know, as people post things, like a big part of what we do at Rishi isn't, you know, just gameplay videos. It's um, we also produce and put up narrative content. So the YouTube has had a system called Content ID. Which it has a reference file that you upload, like a video. Like best example is uh, like a clip from Jay Leno. The NBC would upload that, and YouTube via their algorithm uh, identifies this clip via video and uh, audio artifacts. Then it just goes out and scans every damn video, compares it against that database, and finds them automatically. And then and it triggers them for either taking them down or changing the monetization to the copyright owner, depending on what the copyright owner says. Um, and in some really extreme cases, I think I heard that there was one case where a kid was sitting there. He was vlogging, and his parents had Jay, like they were in the background, mm-hmm. like way in the background, watching TV, and it picked up just this little That's blurry, tiny thing in the background for the content ID. Yeah, and think, monetized as a like nightly is one of those like lately shows or Jay Leno or something like that. I think we've talked about this before, but that, that's happened in one of our live streams before, where there was like some music playing in a lobby that got picked up. Yeah, and that shut down one of I, our streams. I'm pretty sure it was one of the podcast streams yeah. that did it. Yeah, we had a we had a uh, music that played. It was somebody was playing in the background, and it got picked up, and so it got pulled down. So mm-hmm. we had to be really careful. About it. We've been dealing with content ID for years, and music seems to be the real key, which yeah. a lot of our stuff. That's is, the new. That's what the new thing mm-hmm. seems to be is is music, and that's where a lot of people are having trouble. There was um, I was reading an interesting thing. It was an, a, a really good Giant Bomb article where. Um, they talked to a couple people, like, on the developer side who were dealing with this. There was uh, this guy who, um, he's a composer for video games, so he makes music. Um, and, that, you know, but then he's also able to put out albums and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, his distributor, they, as a service, just had this whole, they, they did that content ID thing. They claimed everything, for, like, on his behalf. He went to them and said, how do I, how do I not? And they said, well, just give us a list of the, of the accounts you'd like to whitelist. And he's saying... All, all of them, everything, and they, they actually start star. They, yeah, they actually couldn't understand a world in which someone would want other people to be able to use that Free and make charge. money off. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Like they, they simply Non-licensed don't have systems. Music. Yeah, they simply don't have systems in place to 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 handle that. And so he's faced with if he wants to allow people to do that, which he does, he would have to go to like he would have to leave their publisher. Yeah, I wonder if the MPAA is not lurking somewhere in the background of this. But listen, it's, 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 it goes on all the time. Like yeah. I can take an example where Gavin would put up slow mo guys' videos, maybe even before he called them slow mo guys. He would put them up. Then all these other sites that put up videos just take other people's put them up, or you know maybe somebody uploaded a user uploaded it would upload it, and suddenly Gavin's video that he made would be claimed by I think one of the examples he used was College Humor, mm-hmm. and they claimed it. And they said it's his video, and he would lose the first three days when he gets most of his views, and then he was faced with this uh, choice: Do I take it down and put it back up again? 
uh, or you know keep it up and at least it's got a lot of views, which is honestly it's a it's a way that a lot of people choose which videos to watch in a search is which one has the most views. So mm-hmm. it becomes kind of its own marketing. So that and that was years and years ago that that stuff was going on, and it's kind of like just like a oh well sorry oh we'll, we'll unclaim it. It's like well what happened to all my views I got? Yeah, where's my money from Friday? Where's my yeah, money? It is yeah. it is YouTube is an interesting YouTube, money. <laughs> YouTube is an interesting monster in that it does not. Um, abide by the traditional innocent until proven guilty. It says no, they claimed it. It's now on you to prove. You. It's now on you to prove because it's an that algorithm. you can use it because it's a computer doing it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not flagging it for you know review to say like okay, well the copyright holder may want to review this and decide to claim it. It's just that'd be awesome like if it. the algorithm did that. It goes this co- this uh, this clip appears to be copyright material. Is it no? Thank you. <laughs> and then like you can keep it up. But honestly, I feel like that's probably more the way it should go. I mean, if the if the copyright holder wants to claim it, then they can. But it's not automatically done on someone's behalf who has no idea it's how you even happening. Yeah, and people have like talk about fair use and copyright and all that stuff. They talk about it. those are those are legitimate arguments to make, but there is no court of YouTube, right? There is I mean, no yeah. court of YouTube. Yeah. And you know, people can't even use free speech. They can't use any of that because in the end it's actually not a public thing. We have an enormous <laughs> – the presence of Gus has felt there's an enormous wrap it up thing on there. So want to thank everyone for watching the patch. want to thank Gus Sorolla for keeping us on task. Happy New Year. And have a very, very happy holidays from everyone here. Merry Christmas.